0: Welcome to the Colin Cast. The people who are crazy enough to
1: think they can change the world are the ones who do.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Colin Cast. As always, I'm your host, Colin Katie. And today I'm joined by everyone's favorite rapper from Alma, Arkansas. Jake Moffat.
1: Hello, hello. What's up? Jake, how you doing, man? Doing good, man. I'm chilling. Working hard, always.
0: I can imagine. Hey, can I tell you something? What's up, man? I've been thinking about you lately.
1: You've been on my <laughs> mind.
0: No, Jake, I really am glad to have you here. You know, I've known you for quite a while. Um, I've been in your truck many days before I could drive. You yep, had to take sure. me everywhere.
1: Yep. You're the homie back in the can day. we say? still are the homie.
0: <laughs> hey, we've been on a... We've been on a wild ride together, Jake. Oh, for sure. Look at us. We were just
1: two kids, Alma Airedales, and making TMR phone call (laughs) on my SoundCloud or for my SoundCloud. And now we're now you've got a podcast, and I'm seven albums and six albums in. Exactly. It's crazy crazy how these
0: things work. Um,
1: But you know, Jake, let's 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 paint the picture for the audience. You know, who is Jake Moffat? So. like you're saying, my name's is Jake Moffitt. Um, I'm a rapper, artist, uh, producer under the name JX2000. Um, I've you know, been doing music for about since I was 10, 9 or 10. Okay. Uh, I've been playing guitar and singing. Um, and from there, um, from an early age, developed a love for rap music, mm-hmm. um, just from the culture and the place that I was in. Um, and from that, uh, just transitioning into wanting to write and do rap music. So mm-hmm. um, from there, um started doing rap music uh, when I moved to Arkansas in ninth grade. And, you know, I guess got more skilled and got more experience with that. And here I am, uh, you know, started my label and, yep, just still doing music and working hard and, you know, working with other artists and trying to get them, you know, up and off the ground. Mm-hmm. And same with myself, so. Yeah,
0: no, of course. You know, Jake, I'd really like to think your uh, your start came at the homecoming bonfire. I'd like to think that's when your talents were really validated. Yeah, man, uh, <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> let's Good
1: let's time. just
0: let's just paint the picture for everyone here. So, <laughs> I will n- I'll never forget your your first performance at the homecoming bonfire. Okay, because uh, you performed lately, and I think everyone went went wild. Yep. Um, that was a hot song
1: at the time. Exactly.
0: You uh, <laughs> at the school. D- let's let's tell everybody about Lately. Let's 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 yeah. paint the picture uh uh I can tell how that song yeah, was yeah, made yeah. real quick
1: or whatever. Uh so Lately was my first song that I released on streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. Um I had released some remixes and things like that on SoundCloud prior uh to lately. Um but I took a trip, a New Year's trip to Mississippi, Meridian, Mississippi where I'm originally from and me and my old band we wrote and produced, and recorded this whole song in one night called Lately. And uh, from there, I was like, I want to put this out on iTunes. How do I do that? Uh, so I looked up, you know, the steps to do that, saw it was a distribution company, and I needed to do that whole, you know, shindig. And from that, uh, from that point, I just, you know, put it on iTunes, and that was one of the funnest songs I ever – or funnest times I ever had in making a song. It's just because Lately was uh, – it was the first – it was the one I had the most time, you know, to work on, mm-hmm. and, you know, experience and I guess grow with. So lately is definitely the, uh, it's the core of where I started.
0: No, of you course. Know. When I remember at the, the bonfire, I think I was about one of the only other people who knew the words to any of your other stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I uh, think I performed No Shopping, <laughs> which was a, uh, what was that a remix to for, uh, French Montana, dude. I think it was a No yeah, Shopping yeah, remix yeah, yeah, yeah. to French Montana and Drake's song. And yeah, I did that with Nasty Nate, and we performed that. That was so fun, dude. Yeah. yeah, you were like one of the only people who knew the words to <laughs> that song. And um, and yeah. then, and then Nasty Nate had his uh, he had a surprise uh, <laughs> performance. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and then he then he kind of choked a little bit, and I right. I thought, hey, it happens, Being and I rapper's got hard, man. Exactly, and I commend him for getting up there. And that was, I think, that was the first taste of a lot of Alma high schoolers like
1: first rap concert you know honestly it was my first taste of what it was like to uh I don't know it's one thing to put out a song on iTunes Mm -hmm. and expect people to listen to it and you know put their put their time and ears Mm -hmm. towards it but it's another thing to be at a place where no one expects you to get up there and perform a rap song and you just start rapping or you just start singing and people are like what the heck (laughs) so you know it was definitely an eye-opening you know experience for me to be able to I guess showcase what I was doing when mm-hmm. I was working on some.
0: No, of course. And yeah. I, I think you probably introduced rap music to a lot of kids. They probably have never <laughs> heard it before.
1: <laughs> but also I think it was, uh, especially at that time, I was getting a lot of plays mm-hmm. uh, back in high school. I think because I was bridging the gap between what people thought rap music was mm-hmm. and people knew I liked rap music outside of my actual music. Mm-hmm. So they knew I liked rap music from that. And then they heard my music and they saw it was an infusion of like pop, You know, guitar, Mm -hmm. rap. So it wasn't your typical, uh, you know, rap music. So I don't know. I feel like it resonated with people in high school because, you know, it was a little bit different, um, but it was uh, still along the lines of what people listen to here. So,
0: no, of course. Well, I think the one interesting thing, and it kind of started, I mean, it did have some Christian elements into it, which I mean,
1: originally I think more, uh, but I always kept that. um, I really just wanted my whole music catalog to be about relationships mm-hmm. so I think originally yeah more it, it had a l- little bit more Christian based element to it but that's still still mm-hmm. present in a lot of the music
0: and you know Jake I think late, lately kind of started that trend of you don't really cuss in your songs uh-huh. let's yeah. talk about that because I find this pretty intriguing
1: I think the main main point and main focus of that is just to keep my music family friendly um, it can have deep uh, deep ideas and deep topics in it and it can be some things that aren't um, necessarily family friendly topics all the time Mm -hmm. you know Um, so I have you know things about relationships and things that are a little bit more adult based um, but it's in the clean format so Mm -hmm. when you have it on in the car it doesn't sound like something that's super you know expletive or Mm -hmm. something that's just is not playable around a broad audience of people Mm -hmm. so that's the point of that is just to kind of keep keep the audience you know um, not focused on the fact that I'm saying cuss words, but more focused on the content and things like that. So,
0: no, of course, yeah, it's the point of that.
1: Mother approved. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, honestly, my example, and this is kind of a silly example, but my example I always use is I want you know, in this in the most extreme scenario, I want a kid at church who finds out about my music because I go to the same church as him. I want him to be able to play my song on the way home from church mm-hmm. with his parents in the car and that not be an issue. You know what I mean? So I want to like make music that's family friendly that, you know, to the, to the naked ear sounds, um, clean and mm-hmm. I don't know, professional. I feel like it's a sense of professionality in that too. And of course, no, diss to people who, um, you know, say curse words. I've, I've said a couple in my songs and bleeped them out, you know, mm-hmm. um, just because that's the way I want to keep my music, but sometimes you know emotion hits, and that's how, that's how music is. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes it hits you in different ways, and sometimes you have emotion that's a little bit more raw. Um, but also, I have artists on my label who u- use curse words in mm-hmm. their music, so I can't hate on people who use curse words. It's just a choice that I personally decide to yeah. omit a omit out of my music because um, I feel like it makes the music a little bit more, you know, digestible. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, yeah. Well, you know, Jake,
0: I think we had an interesting experience once. Back in the day, we went to a Travis Scott concert. Absolutely. One might say that it was... Or his Eye tour. Yeah. One might even say that it was a little bit of a foreshadow to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, You could say that. Because we convinced our moms to take to take us to this rap concert. Up at the the Rogers,
1: the Walmart amp mm-hmm. in Rogers. We didn't know they were going to sit outside the concert. By the way, <laughs> my the mom very told end. me later. Yeah, like, yeah, we sat outside the in the parking lot through that whole concert. And I was like, oh, that's interesting.
0: Yeah. Um. Now that's not exactly a mother friendly uh, no. concert, but uh, there were definitely some young kids there, which I thought was interesting.
1: But including us. Well, I mean, relatively.
0: Yeah. Um. But you know, I, I think that will always be a memory of um, of mine because, I mean, he was arrested. I mean, this was the infamous concert that he got arrested that made it to the— The first
1: infamous concert. Well, yeah. uh, made it to the cover of what was that song? Amen, wasn't it? Amen. Yeah. yeah. With the long sleeve shirt on. Because yeah. I think he was sick or something that night and didn't perform with his shirt. I don't know. Okay. It's a weird thing. But, like, I think there was a reason he didn't have his shirt off that night because okay. he usually performed. Mm-hmm. I, that's a weird— ob- observation to make about Travis Scott Hi. when his shirts on or off. But like, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I just remember that night and I remember that song coming out, you know, days later mm-hmm. and it being super hype. Cause we were like, Oh my gosh, this is a song about, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and then while we were there, I mean, we were, we were in the seat sections. So uh-huh. like if you're, if you're not familiar with the Walmart amp or empathy in general, usually the bottom area is all private. Well, the very bottom area is the pit. But then you've got private seating and then usually like a big open lawn or public seating area. So, I mean, we were down in the seats mm-hmm. and then, and he was literally like one or two songs in and he's like, rush the pit. Used to Mama Sita. Yeah. He <laughs> played exactly. Mama Sita and he just, he couldn't hold it in What anymore, a song. Dude. I mean, that just frees the rage. <laughs> um, But he's like, open up the pit, open the pit. And so then. With his
1: auto tune on too. Exactly. He didn't, when he was screaming at the crowd, he was just screaming with, in, on pitch. So he was, <laughs> exactly. I was like, wow. <laughs> this man's committed.
0: He is. Hey, it's like the video of him falling, and then he's like screaming at Auto Tune. Yeah. Um. But you've got like thousands of people here that all of a sudden are in the very back who paid the cheapest ticket there, yeah. and they're rushing down into the hundred dollar pit section. Um, and it was it was crazy. I mean, you had thousands of people shoved into a space that was not meant to hold those. And I mean, to a certain extent, that's why he was arrested. Yeah. Um.
1: And honestly, at that show, I think it was more of a minor, minor case of Mm -hmm. it, probably. There were probably worse cases outside of Rogers, Arkansas. Mm -hmm. Like, we are very small compared to other cities. We have a very small rap uh, audience. Mm -hmm. So, to see, even the packed in there probably wasn't as packed in as some of his shows have probably been. Like, there was still space in the back after, you know, (laughs) after all said and done, and people got down to the pit. Yeah. But it was still filled up to, like, the brand basically.
0: And some people still got trampled on. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I even know someone who, who got hurt. Um, really? And then you have – I mean, there was the other concert they performed where he had a kid jump off, like, a two-story yeah, I mean, balcony.
1: And that's – if we just want to talk about concerts in general, I mean, you can say what you want about the Travis concert, but, I mean, not hating on any of these artists, but Lil Uzi, um, I think – I think X had some crazy shows. Mm-hmm. Like, there have been a lot of artists that have had some crazy shows, and they've promoted a lot of those crazy, you know, like rage moments. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I feel like the hate against Travis right now is it's very directed towards Travis, and mm-hmm. you know he's catching the flack for a lot of it. Uh, but I think it's a this is a problem that's been going on for longer than just Travis Scott's been doing music. So
0: no, of course. Yeah. Well, and I I think there's a balance there because I have to I do have to say that Travis Scott concert was one of the most fun. Because mm-hmm. it's just like nobody cares. Everyone's just down Don't there. You
1: remember like every song. Exactly. At that concert? I mean, like that he performed
0: crazy. Goosebumps, no telling how many freaking times. Yeah, I remember that one. Um, just over <laughs> and over. You he heard the same song. He's like, let's do one more. And he wasn't even performing the whole song. It was like one verse. Yeah, he was I like, think let's he, do it again. He, used
1: an excuse. he was like, we're going to perform if it's still with the auto tune on. If he's yeah. screaming at you. He doesn't take his auto tune on. So he's still screaming us, uh, screaming at us in goosebumps auto tune. Mm-hmm. Like, we're gonna perform it for the fifteenth time. Exactly. We're gonna break OKC's record. <laughs> and then he went the next place after us and performed it like seventeen times. Yeah. And broke that record, and I was like, "What?" Dude? And so it's, <laughs> but but I, I it was a good time, man. But exactly, yeah, there but were a I lot think of things that you could see were uh, rooted problems, you know, at that concert, and really just like I said at other rap concerts. Mm-hmm. So,
0: no, and I agree, and I think there's a balance there that has to be maintained on a very mm-hmm. fine line that it is about having fun, and I think there is something to be said for those kind of rap artists who do a good job of engaging with their fans, and one might even say freeing the rage, um, <laughs> but there's a clear balance there that yeah. when people really truly start getting hurt, then we're we're past that point. Well, um, and I think
1: seeing... Uh Seeing Travis Scott's interviews that he's done since, Mm -hmm. and things places he's spoken since the you know the big concert happened, Mm -hmm. I think uh, he's handling it. Even though people are clowning him, Mm -hmm. clowning him for you know, I guess being kind of semi remorseful. Mm -hmm. I think he's remorseful. You can see he's remorseful in his tone. It's just I don't think Travis Scott is the best person at conveying that he's remorseful about probably not like this type of thing because in all truth and reality before a death happened, you know, he just thought people were having fun at his concerts. And he thought the people that were passing out at his previous concerts were, you know, one off people who, you know, either took too many drugs or, you know, uh, had health problems or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that his concerts shouldn't already be a, you know, place that's catered to people who, of all, you know, health issues and mm-hmm. things like that. But I don't know. I think uh, it's a bigger issue that's going to get observed, and it's bigger than Travis Scott. Mm-hmm. So, And wh- when it legally goes through and something happens, I feel like it will legally be bigger than Travis Scott. Yep. I feel like he is going to face, obviously, a lot of money. Um, I think they said it was like, what, $2 billion. Yeah, I don't like even remember what that count is. I now. don't know what the number is up to now, but it's like, you know, he's going to face a lot of money troubles, but I really think it's a bigger issue than Travis Scott. I think it'll be solved uh, at a later date, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, I would agree. Um rap concerts,
0: man. Dude, have Shit. you been
1: in, been to any other rap concerts since Travis? <laughs>
0: okay, so I went to um I went to it was g Easy. Oh no, Lil Uzi.
1: Okay, so you went to
0: the... Playboy card? Yeah, it was a bunch of different the Rogers, people. yeah. Yeah, but they were all, like, very short sets.
1: That was when Ty Dallas Was yes. Ty dallas on with it, And him? all yeah. he did was just perform,
0: like, choruses and hooks that he... He probably sang. did,
1: like, Ornan and did, like...
0: He, yeah, but seriously, most of them were, like, Kanye hooks that he performed on. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, eh?
1: Yeah. Um, He's a legend, though. I love Ty Dallas.
0: Yeah, so. so I did that. You know who I went to? was very surprised that, that I actually enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Trippy Red, okay, Red. was really not that big of a Trippy Red fan. Kind of got drugged along to this concert.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually really good. He did a really good job performing. I've heard that, and he's another one of those crazy wild mm. concert artists. How was that? Was this concert crazy wild like a Playboy Cardi sound like they paint those to be? Because I, in my mind, I think Trippy Red fans are about as crazy and wild as I mean, besides Cardi. the
0: underage kids using marijuana. Um, and
1: trying to hide it. And it's like, I wish those kids would understand that. you got to forget there's a whole crowd. You know, these artists talk about these things in their songs, and there's a whole crowd of kids (laughs) between the ages of 12 and 21 Mm. listening to every word they're saying. And the majority of their audiences are probably between that 12 to 21 age group. So it's like these kids are under, you know, like, that's well, just a problem with a lot of artists, and, and they don't
0: concept. do a very good job of hiding it either. Like no. you could tell no. that this is what these kids were doing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's like That's the big appointment. No? And it's like, come on, like really, you shouldn't be doing this in the first place. But if you're gonna do it, why are you doing it out in the open? Like any any. Is Yeah, the amp? Did he perform yes. at the open? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I would say you're just up there in oh yeah. The, in yeah. The area, so. Um, Playboy Cardi was not that wild, and I'll tell
1: you, this is how wild Tribute playboy was. Car- Wait, was he with... He was with G-Eazy oh, and Lil okay. Uzi Vert was, and everyone. That was the old Playboy Cardi, though. Was that like Magnolia Playboy Cardi?
0: Yeah, he hadn't come out with, okay. with anything, too. Um, not but, a whole lot of Red Cardi. Well, exactly. Um, but here was the deal. I mean, at Trippy Right, I was able to sit down on the lawn. So it was not that crazy. Uh-huh. Um, there was kind of a pit yeah. in the middle area of the lawn. But, I mean, we were just sitting on the side and able to actually genuinely sit down for a while. Um, I mean, we stood up during most of it, but, like, you had the opportunity to sit down. Like, it was not that wild. Um, I don't know that I've been to any other rap concerts. I've been hey, going to a
1: lot of country concerts, man. I love Really? Them. Okay. I know. They're just, like, saloon concerts or, like, mm-hmm. concerts and, you know, off-the-radar bars or places that bands go that, you know. I just find this little place. You know. No, of course I, I like this kind of. Concerts. Before we
0: go too far off rap concerts, mm-hmm. you know who opened for Trippy Red was Ian Dior, uh-huh. and that's
1: someone that I actually really like. Man, he's like I feel like he's relatable to Brent Fires and his come up. I don't know. I feel to like his come extent. up's happen like a like the same pace. I like how you know. I think he's going to be bigger later on. I guess is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I Think right now he's kind of overshadowed by like yeah yeah he collaborates with but
0: yeah but I think Brent's made a bunch and a bunch of progress. Mm-hmm. Um, Here lately.
1: Absolutely. Oh, especially with the Drake feature. I mean, yeah. That'll do it. And that was
0: not my favorite song either. I think that was far down the list of his best music, too. Yeah, yeah. Which is what's funny. I love that um, song. Though, too. Usually the Drake feature That's is what cool. takes you to the next level. I mean, look at like Blockboy
1: JB. Um, yeah, but where is he now? Where is he now? No disc to Blockboy JB. If you want to make a song, dude, let's make a song. Yeah. But no, but I mean, but
0: that's the beauty of the Drake feature yeah. is that it takes these artists to, to the full mainstream, but it, it puts a lot of pressure on them that it they does, have to follow yeah. up with it. Yeah.
1: Um. I mean, and you just look at Drake right now is, I don't know, he's in a, he's in his own lane. Mm. And if you want to get him out of his lane, you better be ready to be a fish on a shark. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like not in a bad way, but it's like feeding off of Drake, but you are feeding off that, you know that audience and that energy. Mm-hmm. So if you can pull a Drake feature, you have to be ready to blow at that moment. Yeah. You got to have everything in control. Mm-hmm. Cuz, you know.
0: <laughs> you better start doing your TikTok trend. Day 1 of duetting Drake's TikToks <laughs> until he puts me on his so <laughs> Does Drake have a TikTok? I actually have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. I uh I think I don't know how many like famous rappers do, but imagine like Imagine Waka Flocka on TikTok. I mean, just imagine the stuff that Talk. some of these guys would put on there.
1: <laughs> just random ad-libs. Exactly. It's how to do Waka Flocka ad-libs.
0: Gucci Mane. Um, I've heard his concerts are horrible. Really? Because uh, he just dances on stage and just says,
1: It's Gucci! You know what I want to go to? What? I would kill to go to. Not literally, but a versus. I want to go to a really good versus, okay. man. Like Imagine being at a... like. Of course, the Drake Kanye verses will never happen. But mm. have you seen like some of the matchups yeah. they've had? Like just being at some of those verses that they could do like a Jay Z versus a Nas. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like a they could do some good matchups. I would like to be at one of those. I don't know. I feel like it'd be an interesting concert to be at. Be something different than just your normal. You know. Who would you want to see in a versus? That uh, who would who, I want to see? Yeah, like out of versus. your group of artists that you listen to who would you put up against innerverses I'm interviewing you now Colin um <laughs> manverses two hours
0: I'd probably do more of the r and b side mm-hmm. than the rap um I really think it'd be cool to take someone like <laughs> you get someone like genuine up there mm-hmm. um I mean you can't put them up with like a. Like D'Angelo, but like a a genuine and Joe, you know dude, you the R and B classics of the nineties, two thousands.
1: Wait, uh, what do you mean by genuine? Wait, is that like a what do you genuine. mean by genuine and Joe?
0: You know genuine, Pony. Huh? You never heard the song Pony?
1: No, dude. Yeah, you have. Are you gonna put me on to some music right now?
0: Have you lit? Yes, you've heard Pony. I haven't, Jake. Don't make me time out this podcast, so I can play this We're for going you. To time out because and play it, because how, how you've, it. you heard genuine?
1: Yeah. i I'm, I'll play the first second of the song, and I know that you've just, heard this. Just keep recording and cut it out, and and just play the first couple seconds, because I'll I'll get it. Yeah. This? Yeah. Yes, yeah. you said R and B. This is R and B. Dude, what are you talking about? That's hard, but it's not R and B. Yes, it is. No way. What is it? What does R and B stand for here? Rhythm and Blues. That's hilarious.
0: I just threw my phone.
1: Yeah. Well, okay, for real. Like, so I I guess I can see that. I, I haven't listened to either of those artists. Well, so
0: Joe is so I, I'm a big fan of nineties R and B. Like this is something that a lot of people Is don't that nineties R and B? Yeah. Um, That's
1: what R and B used to be.
0: Yeah, so what was kind of strip club music to a certain extent. I think Whitney has was more like eighties and nineties, and it was more of a. I don't. I don't think she was really popish R and B. Yeah, I. But what kind of like like, Mariah Carey? I mean, I don't think you'd really consider. While she was on some tracks like Boys to Man, I don't think you'd really consider her a full-fledged R&B singer. I mean, she's not uh, I, I She's not that. an Aaliyah. Eddie Whitney's not a good
1: argument for yeah. that, but I was just, I didn't know. It, that's obviously not all of R&B in the 90s, but I'm no. guessing that was a sector of it.
0: But it's more, that, Wine had a lot more of the, uh, kind of the strip club almost kind of music. Yeah. I mean, that's just the way, the best way I have to describe it. But there were some that were a little bit more casual, more, you might consider it more of wedding kind of music.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but I I love 90s R and B. It's like a mix of electronic and old Dove Step, I guess. Dove step before it was Dove Step. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Uh I'm just saying some but of I the, some I of the vocal in the synth chants. You know what I mean? um, like the, the deep dude making the w like that sound. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. Uh No, I think I think that would be a really good one. But I'd wanna to d- I'd but like As far as like hip hop or
1: like I guess hip hop legends or R and B legends from like you so know. you want
0: hip hop legends
1: like hip hop slash you know hip hop side of R and B type, uh, the the miguel's the, you know that type of R and B. Who would you put up? Okay, against? well I'm a
0: big Miguel fan.
1: Okay, so you like Miguel? Um, who but would you y- put Miguel up against? I'm interested to hear.
0: He would probably not do very well because he just doesn't have the discography to He'd compete. Play
1: Skywalker and be good for me. I'd well, yeah, like but he
0: more. didn't have like the ability to compete with people like Usher. or
1: yeah true chris
0: brown like those people who have been around for so long
1: that's a usher and chris brown that would be yeah i I would i would love to be at that versus okay would be awesome
0: interesting so what would you say is your favorite song of all time doesn't have to be rap i mean just in general empire
1: state of mind by jay-z okay with alicia keys okay another goddess of music
0: and why why empire state of mind
1: it was the first rap song i ever I ever heard, which doesn't necessarily default it to, to my favorite song of all time. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's just such a perfect song. Like the the verses are some of the most well written verses I think by Jay Z. Okay. I think's the uh best rapper. Mm. Best rapper at, alive, at least right now. Okay. Um but I think it's some of his best verses. I think it has one of like the best singers of all time, Alicia Keys on it. Okay. And it's like the most iconic hook of you could play it, and even if somebody didn't know the words, they'd know the melody. Uh-huh. So that's what I like about that song. Touches your uh, soul in a different way. You know what I mean? Alicia Keys does that. Uh
0: huh. You know. No, I do like that. I'm not the biggest Jay-Z fan in the world, but I don't I, A lot of
1: people aren't, especially my age group. Not a lot of people like
0: yeah, it. Yeah, it's got to be very particular songs. I'm more of a Nas
1: Ether kind of guy. But here's the thing, and this is a point I guess I've heard brought up in other Talks and things, Jay Z, right? Okay, you think you don't like them. Let's name off hits though. In a versus battle, yeah. like you could name off just hit after hit that would go against anybody. Like you got, you know, uh, Hard Knock Life, mm-hmm. you got Empire State of Mind, you got Run This Town. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got like a lot of classics. You could fill up that uh, top 20 Jay Z songs really quick, quicker mm-hmm. than a lot of artists, I guess.
0: No, and i agree. And here's a controversial opinion. I'm not a huge fan of Tupac, but, like, I can I can admit that he had quite a few hits and was undeniably important to a lot of people mm-hmm. and to the, the rap culture I think in Biggie
1: was better than Tupac. I'd agree. Skill-wise, skill but, yeah, that's just my opinion. A lot of people, you ask a different coast, somebody from a different coast or a different place, mm-hmm. say a whole different thing. So.
0: But, and, again, I'm not the biggest Jay-Z fan in the world, yeah. but I can still appreciate and admire what he's done and can admire his talent. And and what he's meant to to rap in general, um, and I think it's just a, a, nice a story
1: of success, man. Yeah, like I don't know, the success originally, you know, probably came from different places, but once he got in the music business, he just took over, man. Mm-hmm. Like he's a he's wild. He did a lot of stuff. So.
0: Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. So Jake, you know your your big recent endeavor has been GTB. What exactly is that?
1: So GTB um has got that bag of entertainment that's what uh, GTB stands for, uh, that is my creative venture as of late. Um, it's the outlet for me to put merch, music, um, lifestyle things out. It's just a whole way for me to put content out uh, to my fans and also to people you know who will become fans later mm-hmm. of GTB and JX two thousand. So uh, GTB is just kind of an outlet for me to spread my music, other artists' music um, around where I live and, you know, where I'm staying at. So Mm -hmm. I think that's the point of GTB is just kind of spread the love, spread the bread, trying to get money in, in my friends' pockets and also my pockets. So I feel like, you know, working as a team and doing things as a, you know, as a group and together is always better. So that's what we're doing. We're just trying to start a movement around, you know, Arkansas. I think Arkansas is a place, you know, with not much content um, and not much creativity infused mm-hmm. in it, I'm not saying there isn't any. Obviously, you know, with Comcast, um, uh, tons of other you know people with music, co- podcasts, things like that. But I think Arkansas just has um, a hole in it, you know, where there's not a lot of entertainment mm-hmm. and not a lot of creativity. So I want to try to you know assist in filling that hole. And of course, so. it's got a, it's got an Arkansas River sized hole. <laughs> yeah. The
0: the whole state. It's almost like it kind of cuts the state in half. Yeah. You know what, Jake? And you're here to unite it.
1: For sure, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, bro. Hey. It, <laughs> you might have to cut that one out.
0: It's like, no, no, no. It's like Arkansas is a shepherd's pie. They got sticky in the oven. And you're there to finish baking it.
1: Dude, these these analogies are off the chain. <laughs> off
0: the chain. Oh you're like gosh. a sailor. <laughs> you know, I, I could really go on, on forever. Uh I know, so I uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> But no, I guess uh, to cap all that off, um to pick back up, just GTB is it's really what you know, I'm trying to express what artists in Arkansas feel. Um I'm trying to promote artists in Arkansas specifically because I feel like, like I said, Arkansas has a little bit of a creative, you know, hole in it that Mm -hmm. can be filled. Um, So I think that as much as we can do to collaborate and team up and, you know, work as a group and work together, um, I think it's the best thing we can do for the state and, you know, make Arkansas and Atlanta or a Memphis um, as far as, you know, content and talent goes. I know there's talent Mm -hmm. already here, so I don't think it's a talent issue. I think it's just a uh, promotion issue and you know a lot of people from arkansas aren't the best advertisers at what they do so i feel like if we could hit that on the you know hit that on the head um you know we can no of course yeah do that hmm very interesting um so what is it about music Jake that you're so fascinated about um honestly man music is just it's a way for me to express my emotions okay. it's a way for me to Work with other people and I guess uh, search for other people that like the same things that I like. So, mm-hmm. uh, music is just a big way for me to, you know, outreach to other people and spread my talent and also spread, you know, my hobbies and the things that I like to do. So, of course. I don't know. Uh, a better way to put that would be I'm gonna pause real quick. I think uh, music is just a, it's a form of expression that allows the artist to not only especially if you're producing your own music and you know, kind of having a hand in all of that, it allows the artist to be um completely in control of what vibe they're putting out to the world and what content they're putting out to their fans. So I just want my music to be a place that my fans can go to and, you know, I guess see where I'm at in life mm-hmm. and you know, see what okay. JX's life is going like. Yeah.
0: Of course you know, Jake, it's time to hit the hard-hitting questions. Are you yeah, ready? Yeah, for sure, man. Is O.J. Simpson guilty? I'm just kidding. You don't have to answer that. No, Jake.
1: You got a response? I have a right to reserve. I don't okay. know what I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to try to say something legal, but <laughs> it didn't work out. Hey, hey,
0: hey, you got to be careful with that legal talk. Uh, We'll get you in trouble nowadays.
1: So, Jake, what are you most thankful for? Honestly, man, I'm thankful for uh, friends, family. Thankful for the people that are around me. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't want to be doing music or wouldn't want to be doing life with anybody else that's, you know, mm-hmm. not around me. Already. I mean, I guess I'm obviously open to meeting people and, you know, collaborating and, I don't know, growing, meeting mm-hmm. new people. But I just am thankful for, you know, the group and the crew that I have supporting me. Mm-hmm. I think... Uh, think we're going to do a lot of great things in the future no of course i'm thankful for god i'm thankful for you know all that he's done um especially in this season um you know with it being christmas season just being thankful for you know everything that god's given us on on this on this earth Mm -hmm. um you know this planet is a gift so Mm -hmm. just you know i don't know over this break being reminded of some things you know that i'm thankful for so No, yeah. Yeah.
0: I I really think Little Dicky messed up by not putting you on the Earth remix there, right? Honestly, man, it would have been the extra name that would have made that song (laughs) just pop. Exactly.
1: Hey, Hindsight's 2020. Yep. Wait, what? Hindsight's 2020. I thought you said Hindsight, it's 2020. And I was like, it's definitely not 2020. Is it? are we living in a simulation? All right, dude.
0: So, Jack, you know, the most important question we always end all these podcasts with,
1: what do you want to do before you die? Honestly, man, uh, that was a weird way to start off an answer. Honestly, man. Um, Hey, we appreciate honesty around here. <laughs> uh, before I die, I definitely want to, I guess, see the world, uh, see more of, you know, what the world has to offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to, I guess, spread God's love and spread my music and uh, what God's doing through my music to other people. Um, you know, hopefully in other countries someday, mm-hmm. um, but starting out with, you know, where I'm at right now and my backyard, trying to just get people to know more about, you know, what I'm about and what GTB is about. And, you know, just trying to spread the, spread the message, spread the love. So mm-hmm. it's all about love today. Just got to love people and love people like God would. Mm-hmm. So that's the message right now, man. Yeah.
0: No, Perfect. Okay, Jake, where can the listeners of the Colin Cast find you and
1: learn more about JX two thousand and GTB? So first and foremost, uh, you can find us on our Instagram at GotThatBag.ent. Um, that's where all of our merch, music releases, um, announcements, um, links, things like that are at. So you can find everything there. Um, you can also go to shop.spreadshirt.com/slash GotThatBag for all of our merch. Um, you can find all of our pieces, new releases there. That was a bar. Mm, exactly. Uh, but yeah, so the merch, um, that's super important. Uh, we have a lot of things coming out. We have a drop coming up. Um, should already be out at this point, actually. So um, that'll be really interesting to mm-hmm. see how that goes. Um, and then, last, and I guess don't want to skip out on this, we have music releases right now. We have my album, JX2000. Uh, Flash, the mixtape, is out right now. Um, on all streaming services. So go check that out. Um, you can also check out dream or die by kid 88. It's his debut album. Um, flash the mixtape is my sixth, um, uh, sixth or seventh full length project. Um, so really interesting to be to me and account at this point. Yeah, I guess really interesting to be where I'm at, uh, making music and making debut albums for, for other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so kid 88's album dream or die, is coming already out. Um, as of Christmas and then mine was out as of new year's Eve. So Mm -hmm. uh, we've been trying to drop on holidays, just trying to remind people, you know, um, keep the, keep the spirit alive, you know, of course the holiday spirit alive and just keep dropping music, keep being active and yeah, just check out our Instagram for all that. And we'll be coming out with a lot of stuff soon.
0: You got it. And everything will be linked below. Make it easy. Yeah. Um,
1: And make it easy on all you Speaking up on the Instagram, um, be looking out for giveaways. We do giveaways every month. Um, So I've got that bag, uh, bags, hoodie bags, merch, uh, shirts, hoodies, things like that for giveaway. Uh, So go check out our Instagram. Uh, We'll have, you know, free things for you to get. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that's, uh, that's what we're all about right now. just trying to promote the music, the merch and the giveaways. So yeah, Mm -hmm. y'all go check that out. Thank you. Once again, before we get off of this, I just want to say thank you. Um, Thank you for allowing me to come up here and you know speak yeah. my mind a little bit. Uh, just get to talk with you <laughs> no, of on course. some of these topics, you know, and get to promote my music too. So it really means a lot, you know, coming from you. And I wish you the best success in the future. So I think both of us have a bright future ahead. Yeah, of course.
0: Yeah. I mean, Jake, I've been listening to uh, JX2000 since um since the SoundCloud days when that's all you could get. Yeah. So uh, I yeah, might man. as well stick around, you know. I know, man. I'm just
1: uh, <laughs> I'm just excited to. Uh, be, you know, years deep into this mm-hmm. craft and into this creative when I say it like that, into this creative uh I guess path and road mm-hmm. still with the people, you know, that I started with. So I'm glad that we're able to collaborate and I'm still able to collaborate with, you know, artists I've always worked with. So mm-hmm. it's been a good, you know, good ride. And I think we got a lot of cool things coming up in the future, man. Yes, sir. So
0: perfect. Thank you again, Jake. Really appreciate hey, it. Hey man, thank you. We got everything linked below to go check you out. For sure, man. I hope you all really enjoyed that episode. And as always, you know how to support us. Check us out on Instagram at TheColinCast. And if you guys screenshot you, listen to this episode and tag me in there. I love throwing you guys up on the stories. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review. A written review really helps in the algorithm, but any kind of five-star rating really does go a long way. And then finally, don't forget to tell your friends, you know, follow us, subscribe to us on whatever platform you're listening to, to be notified when these new episodes release. Now, I will tell you all some bad news. Um, I think I'm going to be taking a break for a little bit, and I'll probably put out a little episode talking about that. But, yeah, I'm going to be taking a break for a little bit. Um, Just kind of need some time to recharge, so this might be the last podcast for a little bit. But, yeah, and, you know, to send you all out, I have a little teaser of one of Jake's songs called Everything Brand New off his newest release, Flash, the mixtape. And it's the first minute of that, so hope you all enjoy it, and I'll catch you all in the next one. Peace out, Girl Scouts.
1: Yeah, yeah Now he's back up in mm. I want Everything brand new Everything brand new Everything in my life brand new Yeah Nothing that I can't handle Look what I lost, I'm feeling brand new I give my all cause life is a gamble, yeah I want Everything brand new Everything brand new, everything in my life brand new, everything brand new. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, nothing that I can't handle, yeah. at I lost time I'm feeling brand new, I give my all cause life is a gamble, yeah, yeah, yeah. I dropped the back out of nowhere, it's brand Lost all the music I had, all approved proof my wrath. But the future is back, How me ruthless for that. Most of them ain't in the booth, out the trap. But the truth of my story be proven a fact. Still ain't to nothing, the rappers don't come up. I just press to them and do what I wanna, yeah. Explain how I'm already back with immaculate aim. Brand new production, I had no instruction. My flows are constructed with purpose and pain, yeah. They turn the volume up and this this horrible drop.